Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Path of Revelation show. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker. And this is where the culture meets scripture. Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I'm super excited. I have a great show ahead for you guys today. I'm going to be discussing what does it mean to be unequally yoked. I know Matt and I just recently talked about dating and overcoming temptation um, in episode 27, but I did not talk about We didn't talk about what it means to be unequally yoked. And recently I made a Facebook post asking what are some things you guys would like to hear me discuss on future episodes. And whenever I make posts like that or encourage you guys to write in, I really try my best to address um, the topics or questions that you guys have. And if I don't if I don't uh, address a particular topic right away, it's most definitely something that I try to note to deal with on a future episode. Like, I don't I don't believe in just trying to tackle everything in one episode because I believe that a lot of the topics and questions that you guys have deserve um, the, the, the right, the proper attention. Like, I don't think certain, some of the topics that you guys suggest uh, should just be ran through real quick, like our a quick five minute response or or anything like that. So so recently um, I made a post. Actually, it wasn't really recently. It was on July 8th. I made a post asking what are some topics that you guys would like to hear on future shows? And one of the topics was um, from my friend Jen saying, hey, Gabe, could you talk about what it means to be unequally yoked? Like, uh, in dating and marriage and and how 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 we as Christians should be navigating through that that the, the dating process or uh, trying to find the right mate um, keeping in mind what the scripture says about being unequally yoked so I'm excited to tackle this and, and really deal with this um, on this particular show but before we hop into that um, just a few announcements um, Friday, I'm, um, and I announced this on the last show, but just if you're in the Detroit area this Friday, I'm going to be preaching um, at Victory Christian Center Church uh, located on 5080 Belmont in Hamtramck, Michigan. So if you're in the Detroit area, um, I'm, I'm really expecting for us to have a great time in the Lord. And um, I'm really honored to be able to bring the word. So I'm excited about sharing uh, that night. Also. The next day, the next day we will, Path of Revelation, we will be in, uh, in concert um, at ABC, Adamant Believer Council Church, um, which, is lo- uh, which is located in North Richland Hills, Texas, uh, and that's located on 7520 Northeast Loop 820. 
And so that's the the concert, I believe, is going to get started around 5.30. Um, and also Friday night will get started around 7. So that's just a few announcements. Um, and so, listen, before we hop into the featured song for this episode, what I want to do, because next show, next episode, and this is, I want you guys to hear me good. Next episode, I'm going to be discussing... The situation that just happened with Kurt Franklin and the street preacher. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, recently um, there was a street preacher outside of Kurt Franklin's concert venue, and he basically uh, was was open air preaching. He was preaching the gospel, calling people to repent, and then he began to. Um, have some strong words of rebuke towards Kurt Franklin and Kurt Franklin's um, uh, ministry. And, and, and eventually Kurt Franklin walks out videotaping and Kurt Franklin walks up to the gentleman and begins to hold a conversation with him. And upon the, his conversation, the gentleman continued to rebuke uh, Kurt Franklin and, and begin to say things like, hey, you're compromising the gospel, you're, you're friends with the world, and their blood is going to be on your hands. And, and, and so what Kurt Franklin ends up doing is inviting the man to sit down with him after the concert for them to have a dialogue uh, over scripture uh, and work through their disagreements. And so what I want to do is next week, next episode, I'm going to deal with that. And so I have a homework assignment for you guys. I have two questions for you, two questions for you. The first question is, um, do you think, do you think disagreements are necessary within the body of Christ? Do you think disagreements are necessary? are necessary within the body of Christ. So that's the first question. The second question is, do you agree with the street preacher or do you agree with Kurt Franklin? Do you think Kurt Franklin is wrong and the street preacher is right? Or do you think the street preacher is wrong um, or or right and Kurt Franklin is wrong? So I want to hear from you guys right in. You can inbox me on Facebook. You can email me as well. Go to pathofrevelationnow.com. And I want to hear your response to those two questions. Um, And if you haven't checked out, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can YouTube it. You can YouTube Street Preacher and Kurt Franklin. And the Street Preacher actually has a video after their interaction on the street where he's um, giving an explanation and more context to what happened and his position. And he also has some footage of him and Kurt Franklin sit down after the concert. So I want to hear from you guys and hear what you guys think. But listen, let's hop into the featured song for this episode. It's our song, No Weapon, featuring our brother Deron Donaldson is from our latest project, The Peculiar. If you don't have our latest project, make sure you download or stream it. Um, 
just type in Path of Revelation, The Peculiar. Uh, make sure you stream and download all of our music if you haven't heard it yet. But listen, I appreciate you guys' support. Let's hop into the featured song right now, No Weapon. Unafraid, unashamed, let them know You could kill our bodies but can't kill our souls Death can't hold us cause I didn't hold him He rose by the power of the Holy Ghost So we can never take a L No, even if a body's real So, this body's just a shell, all is well So I saw him, we could find a hell, bro The weapon is formed, but when I prosper But do you know what that means? Does that mean we're promised healing more feelings And the devil can't destroy all things? Job was restored, but ten apostles were martyred Because they gave their lives for the faith Does that mean the weapon Many fence alliance, hard burnt the stakes Hated, beaten, crucified, far from safe Chop our legs off, we'll still run the race Giving praise, blessing haters on the way So before you start and say you bless your haters Jesus blesses haters on the cross of favor My soul in his presence, there's nothing greater While my flesh fitted by an undertaker So you won't have to cry for me I'll be with him for eternity No more sickness or disease So death, please tell me where your sting No weapon, no weapon can take my faith And my weakness, he's strong, look at grace No stressing, no stressing, I'll see his face Though our bodies are killed and this is grace Ain't afraid of no weapon, he took my blows With a bloody nose, he left all his foes Look beyond the woes, we can take some notes Ain't God he chose to redeem my soul So when him is hope, it's a backup up Ain't delusional, no, this ain't physical But a battlefield of the mind I see that it's spiritual when it's typical Satan want us to walk around black This war ain't flesh and blood, flesh and blood Listen up, listen cuz Your soul is in limbo, losing your mental God is essential, this body's a rental Ain't the way we in Joy in the morning, yeah all around the corner, soldier, ain't no scurrying When it seem like a loss, yeah, yeah. to your whole look across Woo. I ain't like other folks, I'll go to the coat that he still got the stuff I heard of Paul being shipwrecked twice Faith still strong, he was beaten thrice He was one stone, never put up a fight Now 2 Corinthians 11.25 Gotta love the price, his ways ain't the norm Sleep in the storm, find peace in the storm No longer afraid, we are waging war All we do is win, run up the score
So what does it mean to be unequally yoked? This is like a topic that I think is extremely important um, because I believe that the people that we date and are married to, and not just the people that we decide to marry or date, but, but just the friends in general, people that are a part of your inner circle, people that you confide in, people that you you um, do life with, I believe is extremely important because the people that you are connected to affect your purpose and your destiny, either in a godly way or in an ungodly way, in a positive way or in a negative way. And so first thing I want to start off doing is Let's define what the word yoke means. And then I want to read the scripture that talks about being unequally yoked. And we'll go we'll go from there. So let's look at the definition of yoke. I'm not sure how many of you guys have ever looked up the definition. The Bible is always talking about uh, yokes. The, um, the Bible talks about how the anointing destroys the yoke. And so in that sense... A yoke can be a negative thing. Uh, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what is the definition of yoke? A yoke is a wooden cross piece that is fastened over the necks of two animals and attached to the plow or cart they are to pull. So in other words, a yoke binds two things together. For a common purpose. I'm going to say that again. A yoke binds two people together or two individuals together for a common purpose. This is why the Bible uh, talks about um, not being unequally yoked. Um, Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says, um, how can two walk together lest they agree? Um, Jesus says things like no man can serve two masters for he'll either hate one and despise the other. And so whenever we're, we're yoked with something, um, we, we're, it's essentially we're coming into agreement with that person. And so that's why when I see um, and I was having this conversation with my boy Adrian about this yesterday. Uh, because we were talking about this particular topic and how we see instances where people like a man and a woman who are of two different faiths, yet they come together to get married. Um, for example, you'll have a, a Muslim man and a Christian woman or a Christian man and a, and a uh, Buddhist woman, and they come together to get married and Whenever I see that, whenever I see um, a couple come together to seriously date or, or, or come together in marriage and they aren't of the same faith, that lets me know that God is not the most important thing in their life. I'll say that again. If, a, if, if, if you can come together and date or marry someone who does not serve the same God that you serve, it says a lot about what you guys think about God. 
Um, but And I'm just being honest, and I know that sounds harsh, because if God is the most important thing in our lives, I can't be with someone who doesn't serve the God that I serve, if he's the most important thing in my life. It's almost like um, I've seen blended families, or I've seen instances where the... Um, a, a, a woman has had a child with a previous relationship um, and and then the stepfather comes in. How much how how could you accept a person who does not accept your child, accept your child? Like we wouldn't. OK, I'll use this example. Let's say if 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 I was marrying my, my, my wife and she already had a child prior to us getting together, which she doesn't, but I'm just saying as an example, if I was marrying uh, my wife, Erica, and she already had a child prior to me coming together and I, and, and I was to come up to her and say, hey, I love you, but I don't accept your child. She wouldn't want to be in a relationship with me. She'd be like, oh, all bets is off. We're a package deal. Either you're going to accept my child, me and my child, or you or 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 none at all, because we're a package deal. How come we don't do that with God? <laughs> oh, you can love me, but you don't have to respect my God or accept my God. And so it speaks volumes about the value that a lot of couples put on God. Or who they believe God to be. And so when I look at the scriptures um, where it says don't be unequally yoked. The, the scripture is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And I'll just start reading. Let's just start at verse 14. It says be, don't be unequally yoked. It says be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship or what agreement have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? And what concord or agreement hath Christ with Bilal? Bilal is a false god. Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. So in other words, how can I come together with someone who does not even believe the way I believe? What is going to be the foundation of our relationship if God is not the foundation? See, this is so serious. If God is not the foundation, what is the foundation that you're building upon? And some might say, well, love. We love each other, though. But the Bible even says that God is love. And so if the love that you're referring to isn't built upon God who is love. Then that love. Is futile. It is. And now, now hear me. I, I, and I and I and I know I know of different couples 
Because this, I'm not saying that every situation is the is the exact same. I know of couples where the young lady started talking to a young man and he wasn't saved. He wasn't saved. And eventually the young man gave his heart to the Lord. But in a lot of instances where it ended up working out, I noticed that the young lady or or the young man, if he was dating or, or, or courting a woman who wasn't a believer, that 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 courtship was not without standards. Um, I remember one particular um, instances um, where uh, one of my good friends um and it's my brother now in the Lord. He's he's a born again believer now. He was dating one of my sisters in, in Christ. And when they first started talking, he wasn't a Christian. But she she put out a standard there um, under the guidance of honorable women in the church. It wasn't apart from the guidance of her mother, who was a woman of God. And she said and she put, she gave she gave my friend who's not a Christian, he wasn't a Christian at the time, he's a Christian now, she said, listen, you know, we can talk on the phone, we can, we can, we can get to know each other, but God is first in my life. And if you, and if you're not gonna get to know Jesus, this is not gonna work out. And so, in the beginning, there was a standard laid. Now, some of us, now, some of us, what we try to do is, and I've been guilty of this before. We see a person that we like, oh, that, she's so fine. I know she's not a Christian, but she's fine. Or, or I know he's not a Christian, but he's fine. Like, I can, I can minister to him. I can change him. And we go into relationships thinking that we can change people and what ends up happening are emotions. We build an emotional connection or a soul tie with this person and they haven't even learned Christ or they haven't even come into Jesus Christ or, or, or made a commitment of faith. And what ends up happening is because we're an emotional, we, we're, we're now in a... Um, soul tie with this person I've seen many instances where because the person became unequally yoked with the person that they ended up ended up in a relationship of fornication they end up falling in sin and here's another thing I've seen you can actually now here's another thing you can actually be unequally yoked with a fellow Christian Yeah, you can actually be unequally yoked with another Christian. How so? If you guys come together in a union and you're not doing things a godly way, you are coming into agreement with a mindset that is anti-Christ or outside of God's will. Sexual impurity, fornication. You know, doing things that arouse one another and, and you're not married. 
Like I've seen these. Listen, this is a serious. This is a serious topic. And I know in episode 27, Matt and I hit on the boundaries aspect. And so I would encourage you if you're a Christian and you're single and you're um, dating or looking to date, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to episode 27. But listen, we can't link up with everyone. And so we have to have a standard because what agreement does righteousness have with unrighteousness? What agreement have the temple of God with idols? See, I've seen, and, the, and listen, I know that there are Christians who, who are currently married to non-believers. And the Bible instructs us to, if you have an unbelieving spouse, to pray for them, to pray for them, pray for their salvation, intercede for them. But listen, if, if you're in the dating process and and you can't be unequally yoked because God has to be the, the foundation of our lives as singles and God has to be the foundation as as we are married. This is why Paul said, I believe it's in Corinthians somewhere. He says a single person's mind should be on the things of the Lord. And a lot of times what ends up happening and, and, and this has happened to me. Plenty of times um, as a single are you could be on fire for God one minute and all it take is that one all it take is that one per, the right person to throw you off track. You know, oh, man, she's so beautiful. She's nice. I know she's not a Christian, but she has good characteristics or I know he's not a Christian, but he has he has a great personality. And here's the thing in the dating process, you don't always see (laughs) all of the negatives, I should say. You I think there's something in us in the dating process. We hide our flaws or or we 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 hide our insecurities or our flaws or, or the or the bad habits that we have, because it's like a job interview. Whenever you go on in a job interview. You're saying all the right stuff. People say all the right stuff. They're doing all the right things. And a lot of you don't let your bad habits show in the job interview. But once you get the job and you're on the job after the first week, after the second week, now you kind of, okay, and 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 now we can see who you really are. <laughs> but listen, we, if Christ has to be the foundation in our relationships. So whenever... Let me share a cool story with you guys. Whenever I think about being unequally yoked, I think about when I worked at Sam's Club in the produce department. And this was one of the this is one of the jobs that I hated the most. I don't know if I besides pushing carts in in cold extreme cold weather or extreme hot weather, this is probably the second uh, most job, most hated job I've had. Um, but in, in the produce department, we had a thing called rotating that we had to do every day. And this, and, and we would have to do it multiple times throughout the day. Rotating is basically when you take old, um, the older produce 
off the racks. Um, older produce, older fruit off the racks. And you put the newer produce on the racks. You put the newer produce at the bottom. And then you put the older produce on top of the new produce. And and the purpose of ro- of rotating is to keep the produce area fresh. Like you don't want to get a new shipment of produce in and just throw the new produce on top of all the older produce. Because what will happen is the produce will begin to start going bad. And when the produce starts begin to begin to go bad, you begin to have flies and gnats flying around the produce. So if you've ever been to a grocery store and you see a bunch of flies flying around or nets flying around, it's probably because the produce department is not doing a good job rotating. And I've had that happen a few times at Walmart. So Walmart get it together. But I worked at Sam's Club, which is which is a row, which is actually a Walmart um, store. But for some reason, Sam's Club um, standard of excellence is a little higher than Walmart. I think it's because people pay for memberships, but that's a whole nother story. But listen, so in rotating, what would happen um, with with like, for example, a bag of apples and onions or or pears and even grapes, what would happen is. When you rota- when we would rotate like bags of produce, we would examine the bags of produce to try to identify rotten fruit or rotten produce. Now catch this, catch this analogy. The purpose of identifying the rotten produce, if you did not identify the rotten produce, for example, let's take a bag of apples. Let's take a bag of apples. You have 10 apples in this bag and one of the apples goes bad. One of the apples is actually rotting. If you did not find the rotten apple or the rotten potato or the rotten tomato fast enough, the rotten tomato or the rotten apple would actually begin to affect the entire bag. If I did, if I didn't find the rotten apple enough because the rotten apple was rotting out on the good apples, it would begin to affect the good apples. And this is how it is when when we yoke up with people who are rotten or or people who do not serve Christ. They don't live for Christ. Um, We come into agreement With something that is dead. And what happens is when we when we purpose in our minds, hey, I'm going to change this person and I'm going to be a part of the change in their life. And and what happens is we call ourselves trying to change people, but we don't have the power to change anybody. And in our attempts to change people, we let down, we let our guards down, we let our standards down. And what ends up happening is instead of you affecting them, they begin to affect you. They begin to affect you. And what happens is what was once fresh produce is now become Rotted. This is why when we look at 
2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. He says, come out from among them. In other words, if, if you're not affecting them, if you don't have any standards in your interactions with the world, you shouldn't even, you, you're not ready. We're not ready. And so this, it doesn't mean that we can't befriend non-believers or people of other faiths, but I can't yoke. You, we can't yoke up with unbelievers. We can't fellowship or come into agreement with unbelievers because we serve two different masters. We have we have two different forces or 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 entities driving our our purpose. And as believers, our lives are not our own. We were bought with the price. We're, we're, we're called to be servants and slaves to the Lord Jesus Christ. But if a person isn't committed and yielded to the Lord Jesus Christ, how can we walk together if we don't agree? And so he says, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And so if I'm going to listen, once I begin to. Because, listen, I didn't always get this right. I don't want to paint the picture like, hey, I always did <laughs> did the dating thing the right way. I always I was never unequally yoked. No, that's a lot. I was man. I failed plenty of times. But one thing that I realized that the whom the Lord loves, he he chastens or he corrects, he reproves. And the Lord would chasten me. And as I would as I after I would fall or fail in, in being equally yoked, even though I, I was a virgin until I met my wife and we until my wedding day. But I still failed in my mind. I failed in my heart plenty of times. But as the Lord began to reprove me and correct me. Um, what my prayers and my desires changed. I begin, you know, this is when 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 Psalms 37 and 4 talks about delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. See, many of us have a desire to be married. It's I believe it's a it's a natural thing for us as human beings to to desire companionship, to desire a relationship, uh, to be in a relationship and have a significant other. I believe that's natural. According to scripture, but our desires, we can as 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 sinful creatures, we can take a God given desire and corrupt it. And so in my desires, even in my desires, I have to make sure I'm yielding my desires to the Lord. That's why the scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So in other words, as you begin to take pleasure in the Lord, you begin to take pleasure in what he takes pleasure in. And once your heart is in line with his, because his heart is perfect and he's making your heart perfect. Now he can give you the desires of your heart because your heart is in line with his. 
And so, God, I don't want you to just give me the desires of my heart if my heart isn't in line with yours. So that should be our prayer. And so in 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 our pursuit of of companionship and and things of that nature, we have to make sure that God is our foundation. We have to make sure that Christ is the most important thing in our life. Jesus talked about it in the Gospels. If you if you love your mother or your father more than me, or if you love your brother or sister more than me, that you're not worthy of the kingdom. How much more if we esteem a spouse or 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 um, a, a potential candidate higher than him? And so Christ has to be the source even in our dating as Christians. And so I don't recommend Christians, you know, I, um, I've had people say, hey, Gabe, should as Christians, should we date uh, non-believers? And I think that's a loaded question because I don't I don't again, I've seen instances where it's worked out. And now both of the couples are born again Christians and they love God. But that's not I don't I can't that's not a question I can answer just generally. If I had to give an answer, I would a quick answer, I would say no. And the reason why I would say no is because I've seen these situations turn out bad way more times than I've seen them turn out good. Not everybody has the the the, the strength and discipline to to have these type of standards. You know, our flesh is weak. The Bible talks about flee, run from fornication. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Run. Now, if I'm in a if I'm in a relationship with someone who does not believe that scripture, man, I'm gonna be hit. I'm gonna be hit up, or you'll be hit. Yeah, you believe flee fornication, but you're trying to talk to 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 Johnny over here, or you're trying to talk to Sally, who does not abide by those by those standards, <laughs> who does not abide by the word of God. And so while you're trying to flee fornication, they're running to it. And again, I've seen this happen with two Christians, two professing Christians. Just because someone professes to be a Christian doesn't mean that they're mature enough or doesn't mean that, oh, it's okay for us to date. Because you have to factor in some people say they're Christians, but they're not really Christians. You don't see fruit in their life. They don't have any real they don't have any fruit of repentance. They have no conviction when it comes to sin or they're immature in their faith and you may be more mature than them. I, listen, these are things. These are all of the things that we have to work through or that you have to be willing to work through as a single in the Lord. Because your your destiny counts on it. I've seen I've seen people listen to me. This is and this is so important. I've seen. Believing uh, men and women in the Lord who have so much potential in them. They love God and, and, and they know and I know that they should be doing much more in the kingdom. But because they're married to someone or they're unequally yoked with someone 
who's not of the same faith or even of the same level of faith in the Lord as them. That person is holding them back. And so. They settle for what God has for them. In many areas of their life. They've settled. Because in the beginning, I just want it. I just want. I just want to be with this person. God, just give them to me. And God is like, okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to spare you, but you want what you want. And God, how many know God will give turn you over to your own desires sometimes? And you end up hijack you end up sabotaging your own destiny because you wanted something in the moment that would affect forever or affect the rest of your life man i listen as i've looked as i look back over my life i've learned not just to thank i've learned to thank not just thank god for what he's brought to pass but i've learned how to thank god just as much if not more for the things that he did not allow to happen Thank you, Lord, for not allowing me to marry that person. Thank you, Lord, for not allowing this relationship to flourish. Thank you, Lord, for not allowing this to happen because this would have happened in my flesh. I didn't see it then when I wanted what I wanted. But now that I'm here, I see that it wasn't good for me. And this is why we have to trust in the Lord. Because he sees The end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. He is the Alpha and Omega. And a lot of times, and I told you guys the the story, and you if you listen to episode 27, if you haven't heard it, I told the story of the young lady who I kept telling God I wanted to be with, I want, I want, I want to date her, and the Holy Spirit kept warning me and saying, No, no, no. I'm like, but she's coming to Bible study. Holy Spirit, no, no. God, I mean, God giving me dreams of warning me in dreams, warning me in prayer, leave her alone. And my flesh wanted what my flesh wanted. And and I'm like, man, from my point of view, everything checks off. She's coming to Bible study. She may not be um, all the way there just yet, but she's, she's showing effort. For the things of God and she's coming to Bible study. She's coming to prayer. And and I'm like, man, you know this. And and God is like, no. And turns out she ended up being demon possessed. (laughs) Because man looks on the outward appearance, but God sees the inward parts. And so God knows best. Trust. Listen, trust in the Lord. As as Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. Verse 6. And acknowledge him in all of your ways. And he will direct your path. Look man. you. Sometimes we have to learn. Like we have to get in prayer. Get in our word and get in prayer. And when you're in prayer. Keep it real with God. Hey God I want this. I want this. But I want what you want for me even more. Like, let me know if this is your will. I want your will for my life. God, I surrender. I submit myself to you. And like I said before, a lot of times we we think uh, fighting the devil begins re- re- with rebuking the devil in our lives. But really, fighting the devil um, um, in our life starts with submitting to God. 
And so we have to make sure that we're submitting to God, submitting every area of our life to the Lord. God, I submit my relationships to you. Listen, I've listen, and 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 I've prayed this stuff before, and I did. And my flesh did not want to pray it. I did not want to pray it, but I'm like, man, God, I know you know what's best for me. I know I want what I want, and I and and I know what I feel, but I have to go with what I know, and I know that I have to trust you, even when my feelings want to do what they want to do. And so, believer, I want to encourage you, don't be unequally yoked. Because when you do it, you, you cost yourself time, you sabotage your destiny and your purpose. And, and, and I'm looking now, I'm looking now, and, I, and, just, I'm, I'm, and this is a testimony, I'm looking at where I'm at now. And I look at my past. I'm looking at where I'm at now. I have a beautiful wife who loves God. I have a beautiful wife who I've blessed, who I'm blessed to have two two children with, two beautiful boys, a five year old and a one year old. My wife loves God. She she's a she has such a servant's heart. She has such a sweet spirit. Um, she's submissive. We we make a great team, and I see how God has blessed me. And then I looked, I look back over my life. In the decisions that I wanted to make in middle school, the decisions in the in the females that I wanted to mess with in high school and college, and and how God spared me and miss and directed me and 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 broke up relationships out of the blue. And in the moment, I remember how my heart was broken and how disappointed I was because I wanted what I wanted in that moment, and and but but God saw my destiny. From that moment, even though I couldn't see it. And what the devil meant for evil, God meant for my good. And he and 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 the weapons were formed, but they didn't prosper. See, there's weapons that are formed in our lives that 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 will not prosper when we submit to God. But a lot of times when we go, when we go for our flesh, when we go for what we want, we end up empowering the weapons that are formed against us. And so as believers, as, as, as believer, 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 single believer, dating believer, surrender to God, surrender everything to God and trust that he will work all things together for your good. He will work things out according to his purpose and plan for your life. And know that and be confident that his purpose and plan for your life is better than your purpose and plan for your life. So I pray that I pray that this 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 show has been a blessing for you guys. I pray that I've said something that that encouraged you guys and that you can take and run with. And listen, I'm praying for you. I love you guys. Make sure you 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 um Send your prayer requests in, send your questions and topic uh, f- topics that you would like to hear addressed in the future. But listen, I want to pray with you guys before we get off. I feel led to Father God. I just thank you, Lord, for for every listener um, that 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 is listening to this particular show. God, I pray, God, that you would encourage their hearts. Maybe they 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 were in a relationship and they they were yoked unequally yoked and and now their life is in ruins as a result of going against your your prescription found in the word 
God, redeem the time in their life. God, heal wounds and, 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 and broken hearts and, 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 and restore God with the canker worm and, and, the, and, and, and what, what the enemy has tried to rob and take from them, God. I, pr- I pray, God, that you restore, bring restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, for the, for the single uh, believers listening to this show, I pray, God, that they keep you first. God, that you would keep their mind stayed on you, God, that even when they want that when they're tempted to to do what they want to do and and go after their own way, God, that they find themselves at your feet, submitted to you and being transparent with you, God, and crying out to you, God, God, I surrender all God, I surrender my will, not my will be done, but your, not my will be done, but your will be done in my life. And so, God, I pray, God, I pray, God, that you would strengthen your people that that are under the sound of my voice, that you would strengthen the singles, strengthen those who are um, exiting horrible relationships. I pray, God, that you would touch believers who may be in uh, relationships with or married to non-believers and 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 the and they're experiencing extreme weights. And, and they're praying for their loved one to come to know you. God, I pray, God, that you save their spouse. I pray, God, that you convict their spouse. God, I pray, God, that you give them wisdom in how to minister to their spouse and not get frustrated and, and over emotional. And, and, and God, I pray, God, that they give it to you. And that they operate in love and, 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 and patience and, 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 and that the fruit of the spirit be evident in their life. God, in the name of Jesus, we praise you. We honor you. We love you today in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Listen, thank you guys for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. Make sure you guys visit uh, pathofrevelationnow.com. And listen, I love you. This is where the culture meets scripture. Peace out. I'll see you guys next week.